Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex, it's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lured listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations, spanning many literary genres including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please listen responsibly. Today on the KMQ, we are featuring a story titled Adult Time, written by Jeanette Gray. This story is another sexy story from Rachel Kramer Bussell's Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. And we chose this one because, you know, it's pandemic time and we're adults and we are struggling to find adult time. Like, (laughs) you know, especially those of us who have kids that live at home. It's like, oh, my God, what do we do? I'm sure we are not the only ones. Mm -mm. No. So, yeah, this is out. We're sending this out to all y'all. Yes. (laughs) Sympathetic. We know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So. But we have made an effort every week. Uh, Not an effort. Like, we've literally been banging this out pretty good. Nice word. (laughs) Every week we have our date day. Yeah. Um, And we like to, you know. Have have, fun. Yeah. Uh, You know, we kind of talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. But, you know, I mean, we even go as far as to get, like, cool lighting for the room that totally light the entire bedroom, (laughs) which makes it, like, cool, psychedelic fun. Just making it fun, keeping it light, keeping it fresh. That's the biggest thing. And we do the best we can. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I can remember, you know, you remember Chuck E. Cheese's, right? And I, you know, you get okay, to a this certain... Okay, turn. Well, you get to a certain age where you're like too big to go play in the ball pool crazy thing. Gross. Well, before you understand all of that, too. Like, you're like, this is fun. It could, life could not get better than this. Yes. And as an adult, like, there's nothing like that for you. I feel like we have yep. found our... Oh, am I bringing up cheese again? <laughs> we're, 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 we're making our own sort of like play space yeah um it's our ball pit it's our wait (laughs) (laughs) i just had a crazy visual in my head (laughs) that could be fun slimy ball pit (laughs) no ew no slime soft and supple and you know hairy here's body here and there maybe probably (laughs) i prefer not so hairy so groom that shit up guys come on now (laughs) so yes we thought you guys would appreciate a little adult time story um we really like this one it's sex it's hard you do have to work at it um but the boundaries are yours so and this story i think is really cute because they're out in the world and having fun not at home they're not suffering through a pandemic they're outside getting to do fun things so it's gonna be i think you're gonna have a fun time listening um enjoying vicarious you know eroticism out there but before our story begins let me tell you about our latest audiobook
If you're looking for your next sexy listen, Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6, is sure to heat things up. These 20 adventure-themed stories will take you around the globe as you meet characters eager to indulge their sensual sides. Whether a single mom having a hot vacation fling, a vegetarian lusting after a hunky butcher, a couple visiting a kinky escape room, or a divorcee hitting up a motorcycle club and going on an easy ride, these characters say yes to their most daring desires. Women who've been told they're too much discover the joy of asking for more, and more, and more, and getting it. These erotic tales bear all. Enjoy women's sexual fantasies come to life. Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. This best-selling series will make your heart race with excitement. Available at Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. And now, Adult Time by Jeanette Gray. give myself exactly 30 seconds to stand there and wave. Penny can't even see me from her car seat, but it doesn't matter. I hold my breath, watching my mom drive away with my two-year-old in her care. We're on the second day of our trip to New York to see her. The ritual of lunch in Chinatown has just been accomplished. Now I'm supposed to be relaxing and enjoying a little adult time, but I've never felt so stressed out in my life. Annoyingly perceptive, my husband Drew wraps his arms around me from behind. Ming. I shush him, still watching as the car turns onto Canal Street. It merges left and then disappears behind a truck, out of view. Ming, Drew says again, hugging me tighter. They'll be fine. I know. It's only a few hours. I know. Pulling me closer, Drew puts his lips to the corner of my jaw. His hot breath washes over my skin, making me shiver. Then why are your shoulders up around your ears? Shit, he's right. I relax my posture, pretending like he never caught me being a total worrywart. Again. Can he blame me, though? This is the first time we've let anybody else take care of our kid. My mom's been trying to get us to let her babysit since the moment Penny was born, but I've resisted. She and Drew finally ganged up on me this time, though. You two should go see New York, my mom insisted. What do I need to see? I grew up in Queens, but this is the first time Drew's ever set foot outside the airport. We should, he agreed, catching the instant refusals that rose to my lips. He squeezed my hand, and warmth shot all the way up my arm. Come on, it'll be an adventure. And there was something to the way his fingers grazed my knuckles a heat in his gaze as he worked to convince me. Ten years of marriage and my husband can still make me weak in the knees. So I said yes, and here we are, on our own for the entire afternoon. And we're not going to waste it. Okay, I nod to myself and tug away from Drew's embrace, reaching into my purse to grab the guidebook pages I printed to help us get the most from our time. Only for Drew to yank them right out of my hand. Hey! He's so tall, all he has to do is lift them overhead to keep them out of my reach. 
I put my hand on his muscled chest anyway, clawing at his arm to try to get him to relent. Instead, he reels me in with his free hand. Ming. His voice drops into a low purr that I feel where my breasts are pressed against his chest. In the neglected, achy place between my legs, I fight to hide my reaction, though. Drew, no guidebooks, but no perfectly efficient walking tours. He raises a brow. No timing us through a museum to make sure we hit every highlight. That's a low blow. One time, I grumbled. Instead of arguing, he leans down to kiss me, and I can't help it. I melt into him. He sucks at my bottom lip with a dirty promise, his slick tongue sweeping past my teeth and pushing all thought from my mind. When he pulls away, I'm breathless. Just relax today, please. Intensity colors his words. Let us take our time and enjoy it. All at once, I understand where he's going with this. Parenthood has sent my type A personality spinning into high gear. The rigid schedule I've adhered to has kept our busy household running like a well-oiled machine. But it's spilled over into every aspect of our lives, including our breaks and our vacations. Even our meager sex life has been carefully slotted in. But there was a time, back when Drew and I were dating, when we would stay up all night talking or making love. We were both new to San Francisco and we explored it with relish, wandering it endlessly, just taking it all in, enjoying each other's company. Tearing each other's clothes off any time and anywhere, the impulse struck. When was the last time we did that? When was the last time I let go of my compulsive control long enough to even try to? Making out on a crowded city street is the closest we've come in literal years. Drew gently massages the back of my neck in that persuasive, oh-so-sexy way of his. Pulling back a fraction, he raises a brow. So? Nervous energy prickles along my skin. Going off script is terrifying. The script has served me so well for so long. But the combination of Drew's seductive touch and his liquid eyes makes up my mind. Okay. I manage a small smile and a nod. Let's try it. Good. He releases me just long enough to pitch my itinerary for the afternoon in a trash can. I wince but suppress the impulse to dig it right back out. Wrapping his arm around me, he sets off, heading north. He's more confident in his sense of direction than he has any right to be. It occurs to me that he may have done more planning than I did, but I refuse to get derailed by that. His embrace is too warm. Excitement bubbles in my chest. Drew's deferred to me about so many things these past couple of years. He reminds me now that he's perfectly capable of taking control. He reminds me how much I used to like him taking control, especially when the first place he leads us is a bar. The place isn't much bigger than a hole in the wall, one of those trendy hipster spots that's started moving into Chinatown. I raise a brow at my husband but don't complain as he holds the door. My body rubs up against his, maybe more than it needs to. Tingles light me up inside, and he puts a possessive hand on my hip. We grab a couple of seats, and a bartender asks for our orders. Drew speaks before I can open my mouth. Two of whatever's your house special. Coming right up. Normally, that kind of thing would piss me off, but today, Drew's confidence just turns me on. Worse, he knows it. 
Within minutes, two elaborate cocktails land on the bar in front of us. Drew hands me one glass while raising the other. Our fingers brush. And this man is the father of my child. We've been together for half our lives. A simple touch shouldn't send shivers of interest humming through all my wanting places, but it does. Something about this day, about being alone together outside our house for the first time in years, about being utterly free of responsibility, it makes me feel young in a way I'd forgotten I could be. Holding my husband's gaze, I take a sip of my drink. It's surprisingly complex, fruity but rich, with just enough of an afterburn on the way down to prove its potency. I whistle and set it back on the bar. That's going to be dangerous. Drew smiles crookedly. Perfect. So we drink and talk. By some unspoken agreement, parenting is off limits. We steer away from the logistics for the rest of the trip, too. And yet there are no awkward silences. Having the freedom to hold an actual adult conversation opens something in my chest. Or maybe that's the alcohol. It's not enough to make me impaired, but I feel my inhibitions leaving my body. As we talk, the place begins to fill up. When someone settles into the barstool beside mine, I lean into Drew's space even farther. He welcomes me in, putting a broad, hot palm on my knee. That hand slowly creeps higher and higher. I pretend I don't notice, but the rubbing motion of his thumb on my upper thigh sends heat blooming through me. Then he closes the gap between us. Right beside my ear, he whispers, I wish you were wearing a skirt. A firework goes off inside me. My pussy throbs almost painfully, and I grab onto his arm, both because I need to steady myself and because I'm suddenly desperate for his touch. I can picture it so easily, his hand on my bare skin. He could dip beneath the hem, let his fingers trace along the edge of my panties. Nobody would be able to see. He could practically finger me right here in the middle of this bar. How far would he push it? Would he brush my wet opening? Or go right for it and plunge inside, stroke his thumb across my achy, swollen clit? Would the people around us hear my gasp? A thrill of arousal shoots through me. I haven't worn a short skirt since my kids started crawling. I don't even know if I have any that fit. But that's a problem I know how to fix. Lifting my gaze to meet his, I lick my lips. What do you say we go find me one? His dark eyes smolder. Standing, he grabs his wallet and pulls out a couple of bills. He places them on the bar and reaches for my hand. He hauls me to my feet and leans down to capture my lips in a wet, dirty kiss. The growing hardness at the front of his jeans presses into my body in the most tantalizing tease. Then he pulls away. I'd say I fucking love my wife. Fueled by our drinks, we set back out on the streets. Drew wraps his arms around me tightly, a strong hand resting on my hip, and I lean into him with my whole body. It's like we're new lovers all over again, intoxicated by each other, unwilling to stop touching for a second. Despite having a goal, we keep wandering. There's no shortage of places that sell clothing in lower Manhattan, but nothing in particular catches my eye until Drew stops. He points across the street. There. I follow his gaze, my eyes flying wide. Drew wants us to go into a sex shop, Sure enough, though, there are mannequins in the window dressed in leather and lace. 
Some of the garments are a cross between fetish wear and lingerie, but others could pass as regular clothes. It's not a place I dare walk into normally, but today, with my husband wrapped around me like a possessive, horny scarf, with my pussy dripping with excitement and my lungs full of bright city air, I swallow down my doubts and nod. Okay. No one in New York cares what anyone else is doing, and two thirty-somethings walking into an adult store won't even make the top ten list of weird things on this street in this moment. My skin still flushes as if a thousand eyes are on us. I squirm inside, breathless arousal building between my thighs. Drew holds the door for me and guides me in, then toward the clothing section on the right. My gaze lingers on the far wall, though, taking in displays covered in huge silicone cocks and brightly colored vibrators. I swallow hard at the racks of lube. Plugs and harnesses and handcuffs and God only knows what else. Later, Drew murmurs, and a tremor ripples along my spine. Right, I stay tucked in tightly against his side as we peruse the racks. Drew pulls out a black leather skirt that would barely hit mid-thigh on me. A few other options in scratchy lace and shining satin follow. He pauses for a second at the edge of the display. Then he reaches out and grabs a pair of black thigh highs and a garter belt. More wetness floods my pussy. I thought I'd lost the version of myself who ever wore those kinds of things. The one who dressed and felt like a sexy woman. But just like that, she's back. Without a word of argument, I let him lead me to the dressing rooms in the rear corner of the store. The people I imagined were staring at us out on the street might have been figments of my imagination, but the salesperson is entirely too real. Her face is utterly blank as she hands me a number and opens a curtain for me. I look at Drew, expectantly. Surely he'll want to watch me try these on. Maybe he'll even want to help. But he waves me in. Come back out in your favorite. Oh, something in me falls. I worry the edge of one of the skirts between my fingers and look to the floor. I don't want to have to ask him to come with me. I don't want to lose this intoxicating sexual energy that's been buzzing between us since he first put his hand on my leg at the bar. Ming, he says, voice rough and low. I jerk my gaze up. Don't keep me waiting. His eyes burn with undisguised lust, and in a flash, my confidence is back. He trusts me. He wants me to do this for him. So who am I to doubt anything now? With a nod and a gulp, I close the curtain between us. Studiously avoiding my reflection, I start to strip. The outfit I wore to take my mother to lunch wasn't meant to be seductive. The top is a basic black number, though, so I leave it on. The package for the hose crinkles in the silent air. Sitting on the bench, I pull them on. A shiver hums through me. The silky fabric glides over my skin, hugging it tightly. My pale legs disappear beneath it, and it's like I'm transforming into another person, another being. My breathing shallow, I stand. Impulsively, I take off my underwear, revealing my wet, needy flesh to the air. I get on the garter belt and put the panties back on over it. I still refuse to look at myself. I try on each of the skirts we picked out. One is too tight and another too large. Two fit perfectly, though. I tuck my top into the leather one and turn around. 
and it suddenly doesn't matter that I've spent the last two years in a sexless haze. It doesn't matter that I'm two sizes bigger than I used to be, or that my makeup is barely there and my hair unstyled. The skirt is obscene. The tops of the thigh highs and the straps of the garter belt show beneath the hem. With my shirt tucked in, my breasts look huge and my waist tiny. My dark eyes, flushed cheeks, and wet lips are all the makeup I need. I turn around. I shove the curtain to the side. And there's my husband. One look at me, and I swear to God, he's going to eat me alive. Then I spot the tube of lube and the purple anal plug in his hand. My throat clamps down. Sense memory crashes into me out of nowhere. My nipples twist and my clit throbs. Nothing's come anywhere near my ass in ages, but I used to love it. Drew would eat my pussy out and gently open my rear entrance. He'd shove a plug in there and fuck my cunt, or sometimes the other way around. With a huge dildo keeping me full, he'd slowly work his thick cock into my ass, and I'd come so hard I'd wake the neighbors. Gripping the wall just to keep myself upright, I gaze back at him in utter rapture. I suddenly need him so desperately I can hardly stand. My knees are jelly, my pussy swollen and wet, and I don't know how I'm going to wait another second to get my husband buried deep inside me. And then it strikes me. Who says we have to wait? We crash through the door of the store's bathroom as one. Shoving it closed behind us, he flips the lock. His hot mouth descends on mine, and I open for him easily, ecstatically. I rake my fingers through his hair, groaning at the heat of his hands as they palm my ass through my brand new skirt. The package containing our other purchase crinkles in his jacket pocket, and aching need spreads through me, my clit pulsing hard. Pressing me into the wall, he takes command, dominating and demanding in a way he hasn't been in ages. Desperate heat floods my pussy, while at the same time my ribs squeeze around my heart. Where has this Drew been all these years? My husband is so kind, so caring, and so considerate. He's deferred to my maternal instincts and meticulous research as we've raised our child together. But what has he been holding back? What have I been subtly asking him to keep under wraps? What have we both been denying ourselves, and why? He yanks his mouth from mine. Stop thinking, he growls, pulling me out of my spiral. His dark gaze burns into me, full of lust and need. Just be here, with me, now. Drew, I want to obey so badly, but I don't know how to be spontaneous, how to let go and have an adventure, how to be present in the moment. Fortunately, my husband does. Not another word he warns. With that, he twirls me around. All the air is knocked out of my lungs as he marches me the handful of steps to the little sink in the corner. He grabs my hands and places them on the counter. Meeting my gaze in the mirror, he pushes firmly at the space between my shoulder blades. My heart thunders, but I let myself be moved. I grasp on tightly to the edges of the sink, sticking my ass out as I'm bent over the porcelain. He reaches under my barely-there skirt to grab my panties and tear them down to my knees. Cool air hits my backside, followed by my husband's rough, hot palms. 
Shuddering, I close my eyes and push into his touch. The threads of my anxiety melt away one by one. He traces the edges of the garter straps, then palms my ass fully, pulling the cheeks apart. Just as perfect as ever, he swears. I drown out the voice inside that wants to remind him that my ass used to be an awful lot smaller, but I refuse to ruin this. He told me to stop thinking, to just enjoy the moment, and I'm going to do that. God damn it all. His thumbs graze the swollen lips of my pussy. I'm so wet that they glide easily over that aching flesh. I clench down inside, my clit twitching with need, my trapped nipples twisting themselves into tight points. You want my cock here? He asks, low and gravelly. He dips a fingertip just inside my pussy, only to drag it farther back. When he brushes my tight rear entrance, I light up with dirty, illicit sparks. Or here. Fuck, I breathe out. Anywhere, everywhere. Just might take you up on that. Then he's dropping to his knees, right there on the bathroom floor. I grip the edges of the sink so hard I swear the porcelain will crack. There's the quiet rustling of plastic somewhere in the distance, but all I can concentrate on is his heat behind me, his breath in this tiny public room. All the people outside who might be able to hear me begging for my husband's cock. The next thing I know, he's pulling my ass cheeks apart again. His fingertip returns to my asshole, slick and cool. And bless me, he doesn't mess around. He rubs and rubs, getting me used to his touch there. After so long without. And then between one breath and the next, he presses inside. I suck in a ragged breath. Jesus, it really has been forever, hasn't it? The sting of being stretched open mixes with the impossible pleasure of being filled like this until everything feels good. I'm holding on as tightly as I can to the sink, but in my head, I'm letting go for the first time in as long as I can remember. He fucks in shallowly with that one finger at first, opening me up for him. This man knows me so well, he feels when I'm ready for him to go deeper, when he can press another finger in. So he does. A jolt of something sharp forces a gasp from between my lips, and then I'm yielding inside. He makes space inside me for himself, just like he always has. He finds new parts of me, maybe parts I'd forgotten. Out of nowhere, stinging tears threaten the corners of my eyes, but they're of the very, very best kind. Bent over a sink in a public bathroom in a sex store, I'm having some kind of epiphany. Blinking my eyes open, I meet my own blurry gaze in the mirror. I love my life. I love my family. I wouldn't trade any of the sacrifices I've made for them. But I've missed this. And we can make room for it. We will. Because every time I forget to, every time I forget myself, this man will remind me over and over and over again. Before I can get too carried away in sentimentality, Drew crooks his fingers deep inside my ass. With his free hand, he passes me the plug he bought. I don't need to ask for instructions. I force my fingers to unclench and accept the curved silicone, then turn the water on. I wash the toy and hand it back. 
When he pulls his fingers out, my knees nearly buckle. The sudden emptiness howls inside me, but he doesn't make me wait. He presses the plug in to fill that searing gap. My pussy clenches, and I go up onto my toes as he shoves the toy into the hilt. Then he's spinning me around to face him, grabbing me and holding me and lifting me, slamming me into the wall. For a second, I'm winded, but I get with the program fast. Kicking off what's left of my underwear, I wrap my legs around his trim hips. He's had the foresight to get himself unbuckled and unzipped. Together, we shove his boxer briefs down until his huge, bare cock pops free. I groan at the searing heat of him and kiss his mouth again. My wetness has spread so far, his cock slides slickly against my skin. Bucking, I try to get him closer to my needy center. Sparks shoot through me as he finally grinds against my clit. When I flex inside, I'm met by the resistance of the plug in my ass, only it's not enough. Come on, I beg, please, I need... Believe me. His gaze bores into mine. I know exactly what we need. Without another word, he fits himself to my opening, the blunt head of him spreading my pussy wide. Staring right into my eyes, he slams himself home. I howl, digging my nails into the back of his neck. Drew's always been well endowed, but the sudden fullness is insane. Everything magnified by the plug in my ass, the chill of the plaster wall behind me, the clench of my legs around his hips. The people outside who can hear us fucking. The freedom. After years of tucking our passion away on a shelf, we've gotten one afternoon to let it run wild, and we are. Wasting no time, Drew lets our unleashed sexual energy consume him, and it just about devours me, too. He crushes his lips to mine, holding me up with his hands beneath my thighs. I cling to him and tilt my hips, but I have no leverage. As he draws back, all I can do is grasp onto him and feel the magnitude of that retreat. He leaves me almost empty for a fraction of a second, then he thrusts back in, deep. Hot pleasure sweeps through me, and I cry out again. Hard and fast, he fucks me into the wall. Every slide in pummels at the most sensitive parts of me, while every withdrawal leaves me scrabbling at his shoulders, kicking at his ass with my heels, trying to get deeper, better, more. Over and over we crash together. The wet, messy sounds of flesh slapping on flesh fill the room drowned out only by our groans of absolute pleasure. Desperate need for release builds up inside me until I swear I'll explode, only I can't get there. Please, I gasp. Drew! Grunting with effort, he shifts his grip. His muscles strain, biceps bulging beneath his shirt. Somehow he manages to hold me up with just the force of his hips and the wall and one hand. He dips the other into the place where our bodies are joined. His thumb finds my clit and colors flash before my eyes. Oh, Jesus! That's it, gorgeous, he growls. Come on, come on my cock. Orgasm swallows me up out of nowhere. I scream and bite his lip and crack my head back against the wall. Darkness eclipses my vision as I pulse and pulse. My husband fucks me through it, almost savage in the way he batters me with his cock.
The second and third wave are just as blinding, my pleasure seeming to go on forever now that I've finally given into it. But the instant I start to come down, he pulls out. I sob, the emptiness too much, but of course I shouldn't have doubted him for even a second. He sets me down on my feet and then turns me around. I put my arms up to brace myself against the wall. He kicks my legs apart, spreading me wide. He shoves his cock back into my pussy without a word of warning. It's just as shocking as that first entry, just as electric. My climax still has me tingling everywhere, my legs shaking with the force of keeping myself up when all I want to do is collapse. Letting my cheek press into the wall, I arch my back. Fuck, Drew groans, Ming. I glance back over my shoulder at him. His beautiful face is red with exertion, his temples damp with sweat, and my heart swells to the point of bursting. Gripping the wall, I pant out, I love you. And in the middle of this filthy bathroom fuck, that's what sends my husband over the edge. He shouts in triumph as his cock swells inside me. Hot cum fills my pussy. I slip a hand down to mash at my clit until the pleasure is too much to hold. A final orgasm rolls through me as I milk him for every drop. Wrapping his arms around me from behind, he presses his brow into the back of my shoulder. He shudders and then goes still. For a long minute, we stay there just like that, breathing hard and holding on to each other. My body sings with satisfaction. Freedom and love swirl inside my chest. Then Drew pulls back. Pushing my hair to the side, he kisses the nape of my neck. He laughs and says, well, that was something. I can't help but smile. It really was. We disengage enough to clean ourselves up. Come and my own juices streak the inside of my new skirt. I crinkle up my nose. Go ahead and take it off, Drew tells me. Guess it's not really the right outfit for heading back to my mom's house, huh? My fingers tighten on the fabric all the same. I don't want to turn into boring, uptight old me again. I don't want him to retreat back into his shell. I don't want to lose this. As if he can sense my conflict, Drew reaches for me. He grabs my chin and tilts my face up. Take off the skirt, he insists. His eyes flash, but leave in the plug. My sore pussy and ass both clench as one. Heat flares across my face. But in my chest, I'm soaring. Trembling and aroused, I cover his hand with mine. Why? What are you planning to do with it? Anything I want, he insists. His mouth meets mine, and just like that, I know. Our time together as irresponsible adults is almost over. But this new phase of our adventure together has only just begun. Listeners, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. That was Adult Time, written by Jeanette Gray, as featured in Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. You guys can follow Jeanette Gray on Twitter at Jeanette L. Gray. Follow Best Women's Erotica of the Year, too, at BWE of the Year. And follow the KMQ at the KMQ. 
If you guys are not following us on Twitter already, you can totally do so right now. Make up a fake account. Make it your little sexy, fun thing you guys do together, your little adult time. Tag us in a tweet. We give away audiobooks all the time. And if you can tag us in a tweet on Twitter, we'll send you a link to our Audible library and you guys can scroll through that together or apart if you want to make it a special gift. Let us know which title you would like and we can send you a download code for that audiobook. If we still have them available, just FYI, codes are going fast. Crazy fast. If you guys want more sexy stories and would like to support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Remember to leave us a review so that we can get more sexy, lurid listeners just like you. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank these wonderful musical artists Pierce Murphy, Kai Engel, Drake Stafford, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. Support us, we're independent. <laughs> Stupid fish. Whatever you want to call my That's your Valentine's That's your Valentine's oh, Day play day boutonniere. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I had fun making that. I pieced it all together. I was I so went surprised. to a few stores. <laughs> I can't, I was just like, that whole night was like, whoa. I blew you went, your mind. You totally blew my <clears throat> mind. Yeah. yeah. I even went so far as, although, you know, with that, I'm going to not touch that anymore. Um, with that little white stretchy thing, I loved the sleeves of it. I thought, man, I should buy like some sort of long drapey skirt thing and then rip it off. You know, like I was going to have you lay down on the bed and then I like climb up there. I think think my hick just came out, (laughs) climb up onto the bed and like straddle you and then rip, maybe give you a little peep show and then rip it off and then sink down. Like I envisioned that, but then I thought, no, I can't go out in the world. I don't want to get COVID. So I was minimalist with my, well, you you still blew my my, mind. Yeah. And then you blew your wad. (laughs) <laughs> so mission accomplished success go get eliminated <laughs> I love you baby I love you too baby alright good All job right. high good five job. bam oh. good game good game